right, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Anyone Under 30 podcast. This is the gold standard and we are excited because we have some interesting guests here in the studio. We have Christina McMahon, we have Riley Allen and Emily Coulter, correct? Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited for you guys to be on the show today. Um, why don't we go around and just create a quick understanding of who each of you are. We'll start with Christina. Give us the Spark Notes version. Yeah, nice and quick. All right, I am Kason's younger sister. I am here for a good time and should be fun. <laughs> um, I'm Riley. I'm Christina's roommate. And basically, I just tagged along to have a good time. Okay, this is Emily. I know Kaysen because of a mutual friend. So that's how we know each other. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And I'm Caden West. I'm one of the co-hosts. Yeah. And I'm with... Kaysen. You know me, Kaysen McMahon. So let's get to boogieing. Today we have a, a fun episode. We're going to be talking about self-care and not worrying about what others think of you. Um, this is really interesting because I know for me in my life, I've had a lot of struggles with understanding who I am and like treating myself right. Um, definitely had my fair share of downs and my fair share of ups. But the the thing to recognize is how do we find that happy medium, you know? Where do we go? How do we continue in our life to understand? And Emily um, really wanted to talk about this with us today. So, Emily, what do you do to keep a, a positive state of mind in your life? A positive state of mind. That's a good question. Um, well, a little backstory. This is how I became passionate about it. I just feel like my whole life I've been so focused on pleasing everybody else that in the end nobody is pleased if that makes sense yeah. um, and so especially this past year I've come to the realization that nobody you're not going to be able to make everybody happy and that's why you just need to make sure that you're making yourself happy did you feel really stressed I guess when you were trying to please other people or or w how did you come to that realization yourself? Um, yes, I was constantly stressed and just constantly um, just letting people. Well, what happened this year was I just was so focused on pleasing everybody. and. But no, I totally understand it. Like you try to um, please everybody and you end up like not figuring out how you're supposed to make yourself happy and that kind of puts you in that state of mind where, like crap like what am I doing where am I supposed to go well I'm really curious as to what other people think here in the studio but for me like I think uh, it comes down to a lack of identity or lack of self-understanding um, because then you don't have any boundaries or expectations for yourself or for others um, so what does that look like? Like, wh how would you describe describe your guys' personalities? Like, I'm sure, I mean, everybody's in here is different. I know that. I'm oh, 100%. And like, <laughs> Everyone in here has a unique personality. <laughs> well, for me personally, I know that I am super introverted probably. And so I care what other people think of me. But I've had to learn from many instances in my life that it really only matters what I think of myself and like when I think of other people, what other people think of me, it's not as important as what, a, what I think of myself. Okay, I got a follow up for that then, if you guys are curious. Um, if you had an animal or a food to describe <laughs> your type of personality, what would it be? Because spicy enchilada was taken on episode two, so what are you guys' personality types like? If you were to 
put that in a animal or a food? I'd probably say, like, I feel like kind of any, I know I'm kind of following the spicy enchilada, but like any kind of spicy food with like, you know, you get that little like hit. Come on, I need your own opinion. Oh my God, Are you like a little bit of an Indian curry type girl? Yeah, or maybe like, you know, the the mild salsa, because at first you don't get that little kick, and then once I get It kind of evens out. Yeah. Okay. It kind of just hits you in the end, and you're like, whoa. Kason, what about you? What about me? What yeah. kind of food am I? I'm like a hot dog, like a, a crispy hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> I don't know. Like everyone loves the hot dog at a barbecue, um, but there are some people that might not like them. Um, and that's what I love about my life. Like I don't really care about other people think about me. Think about me, but I know that those who like are my friends and close friends and family, like they understand like the type of person who I am, and they appreciate those aspects of me. Like it doesn't I mean, matter if the hot dog is a little undercooked, a little cooked, to an or certain to extent, extent, right? Yeah. Because, like, everybody, um, it, it, it's good to recognize what your personal value is or to figure that out and to, and to determine what's right and what's wrong. But, like, for everybody else, like, you got to value other people's opinion, right? Yeah. To some degree. Would you guys disagree or agree? No, I totally agree. Like, everyone has their own undermining values um, and where they go. But it's all about, like, finding your right way. And finding where you stand in life and not worrying about what other people think because if that happens then you're just going to be like wandering around like a chicken with their head cut off you know yeah emily do you value other people's opinions or not really oh yeah yeah almost too much i think too much why elaborate um well i guess in a good way i would value somebody's opinion just because i think everybody has something to contribute and you can learn from anybody um, no matter what their views are, there's always some truth to um, everybody's opinions. So let me ask you this. When you say like you do actually value the opinions of others, what is one thing that someone has said to you in your life, past, present, um, that has really stood out to you to allow you to grow into the person you are today? Oh, I need to think about that for a second. Can I answer that? Absolutely. Go yeah. for it. Go for it. Um, I've been told a lot to just kind of live life like you look back at things and you're like man I wish I did that or I wish I went to this certain place with someone and hung out with those people and I've kind of lived by that to where even though I might feel uncomfortable doing that I want to and I've lived by that where I'm like I'm gonna go even if I don't always will like it I just don't want to miss out on anything and you never know how short life is so So i have a follow-up for that riley how does someone how how can you define that in terms of living life more fully what does that look like can you paint a picture for us um i'll try my best um (laughs) perhaps examples perhaps you know yeah well so i'll give an example from my life it was actually maybe my second week up here in rexburg and my roommates were like, oh, we're going country dancing. And I kind of was like, oh, that's a little out of my comfort zone. I'm not a big dancer. You're a freshman, right, Riley? Yes. Okay, yeah. So yeah. first or second first semester? First two weeks. This is my second semester, but first semester up in Rexburg. So I'm First official the, college yeah. semester. Wow. All right, so now we understand what you're feeling. My, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I get, I'm a little shy, too. So it was way out of my comfort zone. And... That's when I was like, I kind of told him no, and then I took a step back, and maybe like five minutes later, I came out of my room and was like, 
let me I'm I'm gonna go like I realized like I need to step out of my zone and you know what this reminds me of is uh you guys seen Monsters University right yeah right and so he's like breaking into (laughs) a scene you know Mike Wazowski like that's that's what I think of when she was talking about that no one thing I really appreciate about Riley is I just met her um at the beginning of the semester um she's my sister's roommate but uh she has this full send it attitude it doesn't matter what the like situation. she literally said this in yeah, her video with Casey. literally she said oh, i'm gonna just full send it <laughs> and that's what i really love about people is like they understand their position in life they know what might happen what the um consequences may be but they're still going to go at it with a, a mentality that no matter what happens i'm going to enjoy the ride and i feel like that's what a lot of people um, sometimes forget to understand or forget to live by is that life is going to have its ups and downs. Life is going to be a mental, emotional, physical roller coaster. But sometimes we just got to bounce back and be like, you know what? Full send. Let's live this life the best that we can do it. Because like Riley said, like life's too short, you know? Well, I think it too, it comes back to um, like we were talking about uh, a value and opinion with others that once, I think it's a two-step process for identifying value within yourself is being able to make decisions and being confident in those decisions, right? Um, you can have opinions, you can have thoughts, you can have actions, but uh, people are going to agree and they are going to disagree with you. So many times. And so you got to be ready for when they either agree or especially disagree to be comfortable with that because you know, you're, you're making the best decisions for yourself and in turn, everybody else is benefited when you're truly passionate or you're truly confident about the things that you're doing. 100%. Now with that in mind, let's jump back to Emily. She's had a few minutes to think. To mingle some thoughts. What do so you got? So what you got for us? I was just so invested. <laughs> <Riley>. <laughs> Going back on what Riley said, you probably never really regret saying yes to those opportunities, right? Yeah, it's really changed my life as I've started seeing that like motto in my life so just and it's inspired other people as well yeah it yeah I've definitely seen that that's awesome um one piece of advice that my dad gave me that I'm sure he got from somebody else that's always (laughs) impacted me and I've thought about a lot is um the importance of making your bed every morning. Have you guys heard of that before? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's a famous <laughs> speech. <laughs> and my mom and dad tell me that too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an excellent, uh, there's a speech, there's a book by William R. McRaven, Admiral McRaven, about making your bed and how that correlates with changing the world. And it's honestly one of my favorite speeches. Uh, favorite, like, yeah, it's a great book. Highly recommended. Yeah. I feel like it just keeps you grounded, like... There's a lot of days where I just feel like I'm not doing anything right, but at least I can make my bed perfectly every single morning. Um, but that was a military guy that said that, right? Correct, yeah. Cool. Do you feel like <laughs> there's a correlation with making your bed and your mood or your actions throughout the day? Like, why why did you bring that up? I think so. I think that um, if I make my bed... I've, I can tell a difference of when I don't make my bed. My day just doesn't go as well as I'd want it to. But if I start by doing one good thing, by making my bed every morning, um, then everything else just kind of goes better. Did you make or at your least bed I'm this in morning? a better mood. I did make my bed this morning. Oh, she's on top of it. It's a lovely <laughs> day so far. Fantastic. 
How about you guys? What piece of advice impacts you guys? Throwing the question back on us. Caden, why don't you take a stab at that one? Um, yeah, coming back to uh, pleasing others and whatever the case may be, my, my father says this to me all the time. It's your life, and you need to decide how to live it. And, um, in fact, I was, I was in this was class this week. I think it was my English 301 class arrived to a decision to where you think is right or wrong. And uh, I was talking to him about, like, you know, what is, what is, because there was different scenarios, and one of them was like, oh, well, someone made the right decision, not for the right reasons, but the policy was correct. And so I thought that was really interesting, like, uh, for yourself and for others based on, on love, right? That's the highest vibrancy is when you can make decisions that um, generate I like that. Yeah, like philosophy. That. <laughs> philosophy 101, baby. One piece of advice that I can't get out of my head because it's been said so much to me in my life is something my mom told me. I mean, I'm going to go the other gender instead of dad. Oh, I'm going to go with mom. Still with parents. Though. Yeah, still with parents, you know. Good parents. <laughs> um, is remember who you are and what you stand for. <laughs> it said so much to me. Like I, every day before I went out the door to elementary school, every day before I went out the door to junior high and to high school, and my mom would call me like pretty much all the time now and remember remember who you are and what you stand for. And I used to hate being told that so much. I was like, Mom, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I have my stand my standards. Like I know what I'm doing. But looking back on all those times now, it wasn't about the constant reminder. It was about the love that she had for me and helping me understand that there is more to who I am than just what I can see. Because, you know, like our parents know us better than probably anyone um, in this life. But sometimes we tend to forget that they know what's best for us, especially like in those teenage years. Um, And I don't know, for me, like hearing that now, it really puts a a more of an important strain on things that I can do more with my life than I think I can succeed. I can believe I can achieve more than what I may feel I can do. Well, I think that you bring up an excellent point and that is, um, a parent's love, right? Is that they, they admit this love and definitely like, I want to be I a hope parent. you pop out kids before I do. Uh, <laughs> no, like a parent's love is an excellent example that it that it's it's always there constantly and i think you should have that type of you should facilitate uh receive that love from them and then you should learn how to garner that in your own personal life i have a question for christina because we both come from the same parents unfortunately no i love her um (laughs) what advice have you gotten from our mom and dad that you continue to live your life by today um well being the youngest child i've gotten a lot (laughs) of advice and i've taken a lot uh in um, from just seeing different experiences from all my other siblings um, just to work hard um, putting in good effort into what I believe in and carrying out all my goals Um, I've been really encouraged to go throughout my goal of becoming a nurse and I'm really it's a struggle and it's hard but having the constant reminder that my parents are like just keep pushing for it keep working for that goal like anything is possible if you put in the effort like it's really important and so like knowing that my parents know that I can do it I know that I can do it yeah and honestly just to piggyback off what Christina was saying about her motivation and her drive to succeed she's been like a little a little mom her entire life I can remember when I was uh 
when I was babysitting them, I guess you can say, and when our parents were out of town, she'd be like, we have to do this, 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 and this before mom and dad come home or else they're going to ground us. And <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> like, she's very structured. And to, even to this day, like, if her pens are not in a specific order or her pillows are not on her bed a specific way, she will get, what, flustered, you could say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like, that's something I could never do. But it's something unique to Christina that allows her and her life to move the way it does. Because she's this happy individual. She's this motivated individual. And she has, I can definitely see her going places in this life that I could never envision for myself. So I'm happy to be her brother. Well, there you Aww. go. Yeah. Happy to be your sister. Oh, yeah, there you go. We're going to edit that Lessons. out. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's stay in, in the podcast. <laughs> bonding moment created no i think i think you pointed out something really interesting i think that's a powerful place to be in christina because it shows it shows discipline it shows self-discipline yeah. that you ha- want organization within your life whether that be with the crayons or with you know your pencils or or just whatever you know i think that that'll flow over to you know keeping a room clean to keeping your relationships in a good place and you know i think i think that has more credit than we allot it you must make your bed every morning. I do. <laughs> but one thing I have learned is that, like, because I make schedules for myself. And it's really important because sometimes I don't sometimes I don't fulfill them. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm an hour off. <laughs> and so I just laugh it off and I go throughout my day. But the day ends up being just fine. And I get, a, I get everything done. And I end up having a good day anyways. And so it's important to remember that even if, like, not everything goes perfectly planned, it, it, it will work out in the end. And, yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of important uh, that you don't overstress with planning. There, there's a point where you can overplan, if Definitely. that makes sense. Yeah. And usually the case is that people have a tendency to underplan or they don't plan at all. But I also think that it's okay to be five minutes off on your schedule. I, th- I think going with that, it's like it's good to be spontaneous as well and to have those times in your life where you're like, okay, like, let's just see where life takes me right now. So let me ask you this with being spontaneous. What about those who are introverted a little bit? Because I know I'm just going to throw your name out here, Christina. You are introverted and you do have a tendency to like hold yourself back from experiencing some things, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what defines an introvert? Um. Well, I'd say I'm definitely on the quieter side, but I can find myself becoming extroverted in the things I do and when I do full send it I um come out of my shell and um just like being an introvert I guess you could say is that you want to hold back from doing adventurous things you want to like just stay, stay secluded but when you do like take that step forward and you do full send it then you experience things you wouldn't have experienced before and you get those new experiences and that's what makes you who you are. That's what defines you. So what's the motivating factor behind Um, getting out of your shell to actually do those things? Because I know there's a lot of people out there, um, whether they're listening or not, um, is that they have a hard time seeing what their motivating factor is to get out of their shell and to go and do things. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. And it's definitely hard to think like, oh, like I'm going to do this instead of this, but what's the outcome going to be? And you're kind of going in it blinded. But you got to just have that full belief that something will go, something good will come out of it. And just got to put one foot in front of the other and nine times out of ten it will end up being good and you won't regret it. Do you guys have a bucket list? Like a um, life bucket list? I have a 
short little one. Of Riley has things. a full send it list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could call it that. Do you have a college synopsis um, of that? A college bucket list? I haven't, I guess, dedicated it to a college bucket list, but I do have like little things in my life that I do want to do. Yeah. So uh, the reason why I asked this is I, I had a buddy, uh, this was probably a year, year and a half ago, send me a list of this article of this professor who has what's called the 100. So he has a, a list of 100 items that he wants to do throughout his life. And they're crazy. They're like, you know, climb uh, the Alaskan range or go like snowshoeing or go go skydiving, you know, just, just things that would push you like way out of your comfort zone. And I thought that was pretty neat. And so like... I think that could be a great way for an introvert is if they generated a list of things and then that gives them that organization that we're talking about and that gives something to go check off the list. Definitely, have having fun. those yeah. goals to look off of. I mean, I, I kind of just pulled mine up. It's only a little couple things, but mine's but more about But you do like, have a list, don't yeah, you? Let's hear a couple things that are on um, that. It's more like going places. So I've always wanted to go to like Hawaii and Europe and see the Eiffel Tower and then there's little things like going skydiving i've always wanted to do it have you Um, checked anything off of your list already um no i guess you could say like short and simple you're still young you got time yeah i'm i'm pretty young but then there's like things where it's like i want to get married and have kids like there's also stuff with like my future life and like having a family that's a pretty fulfilling goal wouldn't you think yeah i just i'm getting there i haven't quite that far in my life yet (laughs) Emily, I'm curious. Introverted, extroverted. Where do you um, find yourself? Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> wow. So united. Um, I'm definitely extroverted. I need people around me all the time or else I'd get bored, honestly. <laughs> okay, and what does that look like? How do you um like give us evidence that you're extroverted? Like <laughs> what would be I don't know, examples. Do you have any? Um if I'm in my room alone for more than 10 minutes, I have to walk out and see what everyone else is doing because I have bad FOMO. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe not 10 I didn't, minutes, I didn't take you as a girl that would have FOMO. I yeah, mean, I didn't think so either. Yeah. I'm slowly recovering. It a used to be pretty bad. A recovering FOMO <laughs> I'd say like in, I am in the beginning the of college, at the beginning, I had really bad FOMO, but I'm slowly I'm trying to get over that. <laughs> okay. Do you, you guys want to define FOMO for people who don't know what it is? The fear of missing out. Okay. There it is, folks. He yeah. got it. He nailed it. I mean, I've definitely had my fair share of FOMO, but one thing that I realized is that if I'm going to be the person that I want to be, I don't really need to care what other people are doing with their lives because I need to stay on track with what I want to do. I mean, like, have you ever been in, have you, Emily, in your life, have you ever experienced where your friends have been doing something and you've had to say no? Oh, yeah. How does that make Way you feel? Um, Slowly crippling inside. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I I have a really close group of friends in Utah and I've moved around a lot. And so I like get all these close friends and then I have to leave and then I'm still in their group chats and I hear about all the things that they're doing. Yeah. And it kind of kills me inside, but I mean... I just get over it. So what's <laughs> what's your coping mechanism? What do you do in your life when you aren't able to be a part of said um, said group your, chat? Yeah, said group chat and stuff like that from people o- across the U.S. Um, I just try and focus on the present and 
what I can do at that time like whoever I'm with or um maybe I could do better at school I can always improve my grades so it's a good thing that I'm missing out on things sometimes because then I can focus on more important things I think it all comes back down to like opportunity costs so you only have a certain amount of time in your day right or in your month or year or whatever the case may be and everybody's doing all this crazy fun stuff without you or whatever about it yeah whatever scenario you want to drum up in your mind but here's the reality is everybody has boring parts of their life and so you have to determine what's important to you you got to prioritize you know what you want to go after your objectives and having fun fun i think fun requires work it requires planning and uh and so realizing that everybody has a scarce amount of time like it's you know everybody is trying to allot it differently and so for me it's helped knowing that because it's a scarce resource not only for me but for everybody else that i have less fear of missing out i'm like okay well I, I'm choosing to do this with my time or I'm choosing to do X, Y, or Z. Because you can't spend it with everybody. You can't no, exactly. please everybody. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're coming back to, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest um, factor for people feeling like FOMO is social media. Have you ever guys, have you guys ever been like scrolling through Instagram or Facebook? I don't know if you have Facebook. Yeah. It's probably an older person thing. <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok, like people doing these fun things. You ever guys, you guys ever feel like crap, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I not with them? Why am I not doing that kind of stuff? Do you guys ever put yourself in a, a dampened state of mind because of what the things you see? Um, yeah, I've, I used to live in Texas and I had like, like two friend groups. And so we kind of would split off a lot. And sometimes I wouldn't even be hanging out with either of them. And so it was really hard when I like would see a group doing something. I'm like, wow, that looks so much fun. But like, I'm not there and it kind of just like kind of hits you a little different because you're like wow like I you kind of get a little depressed yeah no totally one thing that I hate absolutely hate about social media is people only post the things that are entertaining for other people to see or the adventures that they've been on or the it's not reality exactly it's a false reality and you're posting all these things that people think they want to see but in reality like you're just giving them a false sense of hope that they're missing out on things that they shouldn't be. Imagine what people would, imagine what social media would be like if we just like posted videos of us crying in our car or just like doing or boring down things. down the hallway, I mean, it would the be door. so much more relatable, don't yeah. you think? Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. think that's what's so interesting. So last year I read a book, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, and it's exactly Man what- Man in his books, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I don't understand I'm it. <laughs> working on it, I'm, I want to be a walking computer. But uh <laughs> No, uh, digital minimalism, it talks about what, what Kaysen touched on, is that it, it's a highlight reel of people's lives. Yeah. And the, the, the problem with that is once you have everybody's highlight reel and you're going through everything that's going on good in your life, or in their life, sorry, pardon me, um, then you kind of get sad. You get that FOMO. You're like, man, like, why isn't my, my life like that person or this person when the reality is Every single person has problems and they have, they have struggles, they have challenges, but they don't want to put it on social media because why would they, you know? And so like, they don't want people to see that they're hurt or that they're struggling. Exactly. Every person has to go through those things. And so, yes, I understand why social media does this because it is a projection and what you want to project is something that's 
that's healthy, that's happy. And um, so I, I can see where social media can be beneficial, but it also, I think it can really facilitate that FOMO that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Especially Snapchat. And what's really sad is there's a lot of people on social media that do make themselves vulnerable like that. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen reels of people just like with tears in their eyes or um, just talking about how hard things are. And a lot of people, um, I don't know, give backlash on that. Just that they're absolutely asking for attention. A lot of, yeah. So there's also negativity associated when people are, are being vulnerable. And to also bring in the point, you only get one point of view, right? You only get one perspective and it can be frustrating or you can see that there's, you know, a thousand or 3000 comments on someone's video <laughs> or, or, or photo or whatever it may be. I don't know if people understand or take into account all aspects of a situation. Anyways, yeah, this man, Caden, is honestly like super incredible. Just as a little sidetrack note, he read what, 52 books? A book a, a, book week. a week. That's insane. Wow. Yep. So uh, I'm definitely behind on this year's goal because we started a <laughs> podcast. That's the new passion project. But last year... I set the goal to read a book a week. And I honestly didn't care on what it was on, like any type of subject. I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up. I mean, most of them were on like on business and self-help, but I picked up a lot of fiction. Like like before a year ago, I did not like fiction because, I mean, school required us to read stuff. I was like, man, this kind of this kind of sucks. But like, <laughs> no, when you pick up stuff that you really like to read, like it takes you into another way to see life. And that's why I enjoy reading. So, you know, I know for me personally, I'm not the type of person to go grab a book, sit down for multiple hours on end and stare at a page with a billion words on it. Like, that's not my like cup of tea. But like after like <clears throat> gaining a closer friendship with Caden, I'll say this, like it's motivated me to do a little more reading. Not too much. I'm not going to give you that much satisfaction, all right, all right, but all right. it's I'll given me a little bit more of an inkling to actually go out and like expand my knowledge. So. Here's, here's uh, my response to that. Um, if I ever lack motivation on reading, this is how I remember it is you are reading someone else's experience on life or their story. And when you gain that knowledge or that perspective, you are essentially putting yourself in their shoes and you're living part of their life. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think books are so awesome because then you can live many different lives throughout your lifetime. That's cool. I also, I, I really like to read, but I, I saw, okay. Um, I always think like it just kind of makes me escape reality and lets me kind of go into like my own little world sometimes. And that's what makes me love reading is I can kind of leave like what people are saying and thinking and go into what I want. Right. And I think that helps build like what we're talking about on this topic is it helps build your reality, your perspective. And I think that helps give confidence into what you want to become. So would you say that reading um, helps with self-care. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. like my number one tool. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, on our, on our way over here, Christina was mentioning some ways that she deals with her self-care. Would you mind sharing a couple of those? Uh, well, one thing I have is a motivation app on my phone and I have it on my home screen and it may be silly and some of them may be little or non-relatable to my life currently, but they're just small motivational quotes. That you want to pull one up really quick and read it? Me. Yeah, let's see what we got right now. So right now we have, you wake up every morning to fight the same demons that you left so tired the night before. And that, my love, is bravery. And what, is, what does that statement mean to you? I want you to connect this. Um, 
basically to me is like nothing's gonna leave but you have the bravery to push forward and get through whatever you're going through and um it may be hard sometimes and you may not have the courage all the time but as long as you just well make your bed in the morning (laughs) you can say that you can push through and have a good day um but yeah riley actually has the same thing and we kind of feed off of each other and keep the good energy going on the day yeah we kind of we we banter back and forth with our little quotes trying to find who is the best one for the hour that's funny emily how do you facilitate self-care what does that look like some ways besides reading I also have an app. It's called Affirmations. Dang, all these people in their motivational apps. <laughs> hey, man, we only give positive flows of optimism. This is great. Studio. I love it. <laughs> positive flow. Um, today it says, I love myself. They're actually so cheesy, but they're good reminders. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with being cheesy. Hey. Yeah. But I think it's just important to find time to do what makes you happy every single day, even if that's just like five minutes a day. Um, what I like to do. Do you think day? that's a narcissistic know. statement? Like, oh, tell me what no. you think. <laughs> no, not at all. Why not? Um, well, I guess it could be seen as pretty selfless. Like, if you're in your best state, then you are able to help other people that are struggling and be a good person for them and help them with whatever they need. Here's a perfect example. Um, you guys have all ridden in an airplane, right? And they all give the spiel when the mask comes down, you know, like make sure you put it on yourself and then you help others. Why do they do that? Right. Because you got to have yourself if you're not breathing, you can't help other people. Right. And so I think that when you, you know, when you have that ability to facilitate and to control and to be able to command your own destiny, it's so much more easier to influence other people. Because when your life's a wreck, you can't really help others. Right you learn more knowledge on the way when you're helping yourself and then you can pass it on to others absolutely kaden what do you do for self-care self-care okay so i already mentioned reading so the contrary to that would be uh journaling so writing Hmm. um i love when when i have the discipline to sit down and write i usually i'm not as good about it as i should be um but I think I think it's really interesting that we spend all this time. Okay, so for anybody listening, we're all currently enrolled in school right now, so we're all working on our academic uh, certifications, if you will. But um, just taking personal time to sit down and write down your thoughts and what you want to accomplish and your feelings and how things are going. When you do that, um, all of a sudden it makes you accountable to the universe. And that's a really really good place to be in because... Um, like the more you journal, the more you have to do stuff in your life that you have to journal about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like a motivational factor to like actually go out and do things so you can write about things. Right. You got to be like, okay, I got to go home tonight and write about whatever I did today. So it better be good. Whatever I'm going to go do. No, it's interesting. Like talking about journaling, quick side track. I was actually on the phone with my mom the other day and I was like reading a to her a couple of my journal entries and how embarrassing they were um but she mentioned to me that every time they go up to my grandma's house they pull open my dad's great grandma's journal or her his how grandma. old is that journal pretty old i don't know just a couple years. i didn't they, yeah. i didn't see <laughs> a, a date on it but um they read it and like she, my mom told me that she like described the weather 
and I've never thought to describe the weather in my journal. She described the like the whatever thing was happening in that day. And then she told me that you don't journal for yourself. You journal for your posterity. And I think that's the biggest thing to take away is to help your posterity understand the type of person you are through the way that you write. Well, I'm going to build on top of that because I think it's correct. Um, people benefit when they hear your story. And so yeah. I think I, I think you really rob the world if you bottle up everything that you have and you don't express who you are, if you just let that slowly willow away. I don't think that's good. No, totally. And one thing that I do to have self-care is I listen to pump-up songs. Oh, and yeah. like, like motivational or like hype not, songs? Not like motivational, not hype songs, but songs that make me personally feel good. Songs... Not like our last ep- or one of our episodes where we talked about songs that make us think about girls, but uh, <laughs> um, but songs opposite actually, of the feels. No, is what actually, we're getting at. honestly, like songs that put me in a mood where I feel like I can go and conquer the world. Doesn't have to be hype up. Doesn't have to be like rap or something. Um, but it's just a feel good song. It makes me. Yeah, I think it comes back really to good. like feedback, right? It's like a loop. So if you're feeding more more good things in your life, good positivity, then you're going to be thinking, then you're going to be acting, and then you're going to be seeing those yeah, positive feedback loops. Mm. Yeah. So what's your pump-up song today, My, I just pulled yeah, it up. My pump-up really song today is Space Jam from the, oh, from the yes. movie. Oh. Nice. I don't know why, but like every like I remember watching that kid so many times, that movie so many times as a kid, and every time I listen to that song, it just makes me feel like you a know kid. You know they're making a new one, right? Happy. Yeah, they are, and mm-hmm. I'm stoked for it. Really? Yeah. I, I think they got to be... Uh, it's going to be different for sure. Yes. And I hope it's different in the right way because the original Space Jam, dude, that's like that's like childhood, you know, like... Oh, it's nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so it's got to be done right. You know, sometimes yeah. they remake movies and it's like, okay, you guys kind of botched it. So I really you know, hope that they... Whatever happens, happens. Like Space Jam, Bugs Bunny's in it, you know. For sure. I'm excited just to see how it goes. But yeah, <laughs> today's Space Jam um, from the soundtrack is my... Feel good song. Excellent choice. Yeah, excellent choice. So what do you guys think about letting self-care be letting yourself feel and feel sadness and just getting through your bad moods instead of just trying to cheer yourself up? I like how you're asking this question to us, but I want to ask you that question. How do you do it? Oh, well, I think it's important. I think, well, it just depends. Like sometimes you do need to just get out of your funk and um, move forward with your life and be happy. Yeah. But I think there's a big benefit in just letting yourself feel and just being sad yeah. and listening to sad music or no, sad totally. boy hour playlist. <laughs> so Emily and I go a little bit back um, and we've had multiple <laughs> conversations where we've had just like expressed how we feel to each other and like allows us to feel vulnerable and you feel a lot better. Like when you talk about those tough times that we've had, um, you learn and grow. Um, and she's definitely had her fair share of down times. But we've had a great year. <laughs> yeah, we've had a, a fantastic year, Em. But she's one girl that I know that um, definitely knows how to get out of her way and continue to be on that positive mindset track, you know? Well, thank you. Yes, you. absolutely. Good job, Emily. <laughs> um, I would say now, yeah, I, I say contrast is healthy. In that, so you can be very happy all the time. And you can be, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, don't try and pretend if it's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you should be authentic, 
if you're feeling happy, you should express that. If you're feeling sad, then it's okay to express that. When, when people start bottling up how they feel, then there's not that contrast. And then they, then they accept something that may not be the case. And so you got, you got to articulate your feelings in the way that you currently are feeling. I think if you're honest with yourself, then that's going to bring a greater amount. That's going to bring a greater amount of happiness in your life or a greater amount of positivity when, when you recognize, Hey, like maybe, maybe something needs to change or maybe I'm not doing great right now. And then you can adjust and move accordingly. No, totally. Um, to wrap up, basically I want to, in preparation for this episode, I was doing a little research on like how we can like not worry about what other people think about us. And I read this thing on psych central. Um, we'll post a link down in the description below after when we post this, but, uh, it's the five things they say are one, know your values. I think that's really key because if we don't know our values or our standards, like how are we supposed to move forward? How are we supposed to understand who we are? Number two is know to stay in your own business. Don't go worrying about what other people are thinking or what they're doing with their life or the things that mm-hmm. they're they're trying to achieve. Like focus on you. Number that's three is one. know that you have full ownership over your feelings. I think that speaks volumes for itself. Number four is know you are doing your best. I mean, doesn't matter if you're sad, doesn't matter if you're down in the dumps, doesn't matter if you're stuck in a rut or you're on top of the world, you're super happy, like know that you're doing your best no matter what you're doing. And number five is everyone makes mistakes. I mean, no one's perfect. Like we talked about this, like everyone has their high moments, their down moments, but we just got to focus on like what we're doing and just know that what we're doing, everyone's probably experienced the same thing. I think anyone who, who claims that they have everything figured out or that they have life figured out is probably lying. Oh, it's a big cap. Right, right. (laughs) Welcome welcome to lids. (laughs) Welcome to lids. (laughs) So, uh, Emily, to uh, close this out, do you have any advice for our listeners or anything that you would like to say as your parting words? Hmm. That's a good question. I would say just do what makes you happy, live your life, and don't apologize. Don't apologize ever? Well, don't be mean to people. Be okay. nice. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Don't apologize. <laughs> be yourself and don't apologize. Be Is genuine. That better? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Good <laughs> job. Okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of AU30, the gold standard. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next week.